0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Bethlehem Church Podcast, where our goal is to offer you compelling biblical content to equip you to live an empowered Christian life. Each week, you'll hear a message from our lead pastor, Matt Robinson, or another member of the Bethlehem team. We also host a conversation every week where we unpack different facets of Sunday's message. We're so excited about this message and we hope it's a blessing to you. Let's jump in. We're going to talk about what it's all about, and I think that there are some here that maybe will will benefit from it for the first time, you know, for the fact that uh, statistics show that We're not all, not everyone is a believer. Not everyone has put their faith and trust in Jesus. And this message tonight, uh, unequivocally, is for you. And I'm coming for you. Um, But I say all that to say, maybe there's one here tonight that has been a follower. Maybe there's someone watching online that has been a follower of of Jesus for years and years. But you've never made that decision uh, to give him your life and to surrender to him. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to give you that opportunity. And uh, I don't always preach uh, direct gospel message message. maybe the scripture shows us those and uh, they lead us to him uh, from every passage of scripture but tonight we're going to be very specific and very granular and uh, this is going to be a five minute message uh, yeah I'm gonna try uh, it was supposed to be five earlier and you know how it just you know how that works but um, 10 that's right I undershot it Devin I'm trying to it's perfect it didn't work uh, everybody welcome Devin tonight thank you for coming <laughs> He comes from our neighborhood, and uh, he he jumped in the van on the way. Um, so be be kind to Devin. We're glad he's here. Uh, but anyway, uh, man, we've had a lot uh, a lot going on through this month. Coastal Christmas has been fun, and uh, from men's breakfast to ladies' cozy cocoa party to. Breakfast to teen Christmas party, breakfast with Santa yesterday. Just loving on our community and many people. That's all I know. Many uh, got an invitation to our church and uh, were, were loved on. And I mean, we just they just kept moving, kept coming through here, um, and that was really really exciting. Uh, but a lot of different facets to what we've had going on during this holiday season. Uh, but it's it's all about Jesus. Like, let's make no mistake that anything and everything we do through the years, through the changes, through the different things that we try, even as we love on our community, it is all about him. Therefore, it is all about the gospel. It is all about what he has done for us, who he is to us, and if we get past that main message, uh, we've gotten past something that we shouldn't get past. It's, it's, it's become about us. Uh, anybody ever have a job where you're like, man, this is going nowhere? Anybody ever work at a place where you're like, you know, this is... Uh, This is just a job. This is literally just here to pay my bills. Does anybody feel that way right now? No. Uh, It's like, yeah, I I mean, we all have those moments where we work just to get through, just to pay the bills because we have to have a job. Uh, But it's those jobs that we work that really we understand the why. We understand what it's all about, and, and then we're able to actually, like Simon Sinek says, right? We're able to actually work with blood, sweat, and tears, and not for the money, and not for the paycheck. Well, some, at some point, church becomes that way. We attend church. We go through the motions. We, we clock in, clock out, because it's what we do. Here's another Christmas. Here's another time where we light the candles and sing Christmas carols and so on and so forth. But until the gospel, until the why, until the center of everything that we do, which is Jesus, becomes alive and becomes the reason why we do everything that we do, uh, we're here in vain. Except he build the house, they that labor in vain that build it. Unless he's at the center of all that we're doing, uh, then we, you know, shut it down. Turn the lights out. Let's let's just do something else with our with our time and with our our efforts and our energy. But but I believe this to my core. I believe that there was a reason why he came. I believe he was born for a purpose. He was born. It's in your program. If if you BethelumChurch.cc forward slash program, you can follow along tonight. Uh, let's see here. He Jesus was born for a purpose. He was born so that he might live. Think about this. That he might live a sinless life. And he lived a sinless life so that he would die a victorious death. Praise to the Lord of glory that conquered death, hell, and the grave. Think about that tonight. And are we teaching our children this? online or are you awake out there like here's the thing like yes we're, we're talking about jesus during this christmas season and it's wonderful and it's incredible and uh we can you always have the theological nerds that are that are in the crowd that say he, he wasn't really born on december 25th well poo poo on you and and uh what do you, you might as well just go to the jehovah witness church down the street they don't even believe in christmas but uh anyway just kidding that was a little yeah anyway sorry uh sorry not sorry lord forgive me Bless the pygmies in New Guinea. But anyway, the, the point is, is uh, I don't know what the point is. The, <laughs> the idea is there's always those people that are like overanalyzing everything, right? But at some point, we can, we can stop and appreciate something for what it is. Uh, and, and many will see come through the door of church on Christmas and on Easter, his birth, and when he died, his resurrection, and that's great. But what if we carried this message in a different way? What if we carried the gospel message in such a way that we could give it to anybody at any time and it was always applicable and it was always relevant, it was always our go-to? Wouldn't that change the world around us? Wouldn't that change our workplace if we had the why down at the center? So tonight we're hitting the reset button. We're going back to the basics, the gospel, why he was born and what that means for us. This may be... Uh, for some of you, the only time you've ever heard uh, maybe a plan of salvation that's this simple. Many many of you in here have the testimony of being saved. And what does that mean to you? Hopefully, prayerfully, it means that word salvation in scripture talks about being sozo or delivered. That's the, the, the root of that word, that Greek word there is, is deliverance. How many have a testimony of being delivered by our God, Right? Uh, prayerfully all of us, but if you don't, guess what? Tonight you'll have an opportunity to have that testimony, to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're watching online, I'm going to give you a clear presentation of why Jesus came and who he is and, and the fact that you can have faith in him and he'll absolutely change your life. You'll never, I'm ne- I was never the same after I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. March 31st, 1999, I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I believed that he was who he said he was, that scripture was telling the truth, and I accepted it as my own, him as my own Lord and Savior, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I just want to give it to you in a simple way, a way that makes sense. Maybe some of you, uh, how many of you feel like, you know? this is not to raise your hand, but how many of you feel like you could articulate and share the gospel uh, with with a coworker, with a family member? How many of you feel like, man, you've got a, a good enough grasp on what Scripture says? How many could lead someone to Jesus? How many could, could help change someone's eternity from uh, hell, right, which is where they're headed, uh, or heaven? How many know that that you know the Scriptures enough to where you could share this? This message will walk you through that. It's in in the program. You can go back and refer to this. It's not going anywhere. That's the wonderful thing about the internet these days, uh, the the blessing and the curse. It it goes and lives and lives on. Uh, But this tonight will be that for you, and I assure you that it will be a a clear presentation of that. Here's the first thing that you need to know. The first thing that you need to know. Here's the plan and the way. Number one, God created the world and man, and he rules over all things. God created the world and man, and he rules over all things. Here's the scripture, Revelation 4.11. The Bible says that our Lord and God, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power because you have created all things, and by your will they will exist and were created. Listen, I'm here to tell you tonight that the Lord created everything that we see and enjoy. Here's what the enemy does. The enemy is really good at getting us focused on something, distracted from the main thing, and getting, getting us to look at something else. I mean, look at the Christmas season, right? Uh, you know, there's tons of things for you to be distracted by, and I'm not for the churches that just say, oh, that's, you know, that's of the pit of hell, you know? Like, we don't talk about Santa in our household, like, uh, well... Anyway, I'm going to leave it right there because children are present. You know what I mean. Uh, but th- the point is, is like I- I'm all for using anything and everything that could point to Jesus, wherever you're coming from, whatever position you're coming from. On these, uh, I-, I literally almost messed up right there. I forget that all the children are in the service. <laughs> but the the point is this: is that the Lord created all things. Everything exists because He gave that to us. And so, if the enemy can get us distracted, if he can get us arguing about evolution and how we came to be, versus the fact that we wouldn't even be here regardless if it wouldn't been for the Lord. If it wasn't for the supreme being, Yahweh uh, incarnate, coming to earth, we would not exist. There had to be a being greater than what we see, greater than what we're a part of. And that's why depression and anxiety are at an all-time high. Because people are it. There's nothing above them. And when they come to the end of their rope, when they reach the end of their road, when they've got nowhere else to turn, they don't have a God. They don't have... a a higher power, a supreme being that actually could step in and make a difference. That's why we have the problems that we have in our society because we got a bunch of people who are their own God. And what is what is the end of that? The end of that is being miserable. The end of that is literally all that your hands can create is all that you have. And it's not enough. It's just not. Scripture says that the Lord created The world and all that is therein. Know this, that you were created, which means that you are loved. Which means that there is a reason why you are here. If you're watching tonight, uh, if you're here in person, understand that the Lord created you and he loves you and he has a purpose for you. Without that, man, where would we be? The first thing you have to understand God created the world, man, and he rules over all things. Here's the second thing you need to understand. All mankind rejected God's rule and is living in rebellion. All mankind rejected God's rule and is living in rebellion. Let me read you a few scripture verses here. When the Lord saw that human wickedness was widespread on the earth, this is Genesis chapter 6 verse 5, and that every inclination of the human mind was nothing but evil all the time, and we know how that passage ended, a worldwide flood, Here's one, Romans 3.10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.23. For all have what? Sinned and come what? Short. Many of you know the verse. Come short of the glory of God. Here's what it's telling us. It's telling us, number two, that all mankind rejected God's rule and is living in rebellion. Look, we don't have to look far to see the evidence of this. There's been some crazy... Stories on the news just this week. People that need our thoughts and our prayers. People that need a a real miracle now because of the craziness that's happened in our city this week. Many of us affected uh, daily by violence. Daily the anxiousness and and what's happening in our world. Anybody see it or is it just me? Is Is it just me? It's bad. But guess what? It was bad in Genesis 6. It was bad thousands of years ago, it's bad today, and it will continue to be bad until he comes back. Why? Because mankind is in rebellion. This idea of of sin and rebellion is seen all around us. The Lord created the world and all that is therein, but man has made the decision. Because we were created in God's image. Look, you were created in God's image, which, which means you have a free will. You have the ability to make a decision, do do you not? And when mankind chose to make a decision to not follow their creator, what has happened? What has happened? Mass chaos. Look around, see it. It's evident in the scriptures and it is being and is being played out all over the planet. What does that mean? Number three, God's punishment for all is death and judgment. I don't know of a better passage that really, like, spells this out in, in, in a, just in an incredible way. Listen to this scripture. If you don't listen to anything I say uh, tonight, listen to this scripture. Hebrews 9, I mean, I'd prefer that you listen to the rest of it, but I get it. Hebrews 9, 27 through 20, 28, it says this. And just as it is appointed for people to die once, and after this judgment, so also Christ, having been offered once, to bear the sins of many will appear a second time. What was the first time? Anybody know? The first advent? That's what we... Christmas? <laughs> okay, all right. He's going to come a second time. Does anybody know when he came the first time? His birth, right? That's his birth. That's what we're celebrating right now. Okay. Okay. Can we get to the carol part? Where's the candles at? I came for the carols. Somebody light my candle real quick. <laughs> okay. All right. Hi, Devin. Good to see you, buddy. I know. It was a joke, Devin. It was a joke. All right. So also Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time. Not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those, I don't miss this, who are waiting for him. That's, that's the goal. The goal, hey Kelly, Cash, good to see you, bro. The the goal here, the goal here is for us to be waiting on him. Is that what we see today? Is that what we see? Do we see people everywhere all over the world waiting on Jesus? Well, there are some, but guess what? We got work to do. Here's what I see. I see still a world that God created in chaos. I see still a world that could love each other. People who could be kind, who could be good neighbors, who could be nice, but they're worried about themselves because they're living in their sin and they're living in their rebellion and they have nothing else but what they craft and create because they're not living for eternity. They're living for the here and the now. And what we see is that there is a punishment for that. There is a punishment. God's punishment for all is death and judgment. But what I love about that, and I chose to read the second part, is that we see that Jesus already endured it. He already endured it. Here's the fourth thing. God's love was manifested to the world in Jesus coming to earth as a man. This is like the hinge pin. This is where the story turned. This is where everything was flipped upside down on its head. Why? Because Jesus comes to earth as a man. We're celebrating that right now. I know that we're still thinking about cookies and eggnog, but that's what we're celebrating. Jesus coming to earth as a man. Watch this. He lived perfectly and died in mankind's place, bearing the wrath of God upon himself. Probably one of my... Favorite verses in in the Bible, Romans 5, 8. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, guess what? Christ died for us. We have to see this, this fourth thing is that God's love was manifest to us. I hear this a lot. And here's the thing. As the church, we need to understand this. I'm I'm teaching you the gospel right now. Here's the thing. A lot of people say, well, why would a loving God send people to hell? Why would a loving God allow bad things to happen to what? Good people is what a lot of people say. And listen, I'm not here to to, uh, criticize them. I understand where that statement comes from. You know, there are a lot of people right now that are living through an incredible amount of pain. Do you know that? People in this room right now that are living through an incredible amount of pain. The status quo for them every day could be disability, it could be financial reversal, it could be the loss of a job, it could be the loss of a loved one. Do you understand there's a lot of pain and suffering in this world? Do you just, I mean, just look around, turn on the news, the police officer that's struggling, fighting for her life, prayerfully, I hope she's still there and in that balance, I I hope she recovers because of the debauchery that's happening in our city. We don't have to look far for the tragedy. But what I want you to understand is God created a world. And in that world, he knew that there would be chaos. He knew that a free will would result in sin. It would result in us not doing the right thing. And instead of God saying, all of you are going to hell. All of you, even if you don't believe in a hell, are being annihilated. I will do this again. I will rewrite the script because he would have been just in doing so. Instead... Instead, he said, I will go. I know man cannot do it on their own. Therefore, instead of killing man, I will become man. I, in community, understand this. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, we have a God that is multifaceted. We have a God that got along with himself and who he is long before we ever came along. And he chose to separate in himself our God and send Jesus to earth. What are the implications when we celebrate Christmas and we think about Jesus coming to earth? It's it's incredible. It was a miracle. It was miraculous. Yes, all of those things, but think about why he would have never had to put on human flesh if it hadn't been for you and for me. You, You have to consider why he did it. He did it because he loves you and because he loves me. Here's the good news. The gospel is this. He didn't leave you in your bad decision. He didn't leave you in the darkness. He didn't leave you in your depression. He didn't leave you in your anxiety. Whatever your struggle, whatever your problem is, Jesus was born into that. He was born in a manger. He was born in Bethlehem. He was born for, every, for the darkest place of your heart. That's what that means when he was a human. When he was born into humanity, he was sinless of a virgin. That's why it's important to believe that. And what this means is literally he became sin, watch this, who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God. He got the do-over. He got the mulligan. He got the second chance. Second Adam, we're going to sing in a minute. Second Adam from above, reinstate us in thy love. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. You see, Christians all over are complaining about the world. Christians all over, it's so bad. I'm so scared. (laughs) Funny, right? Me and my son have the same sense of humor. <laughs> Here's the thing: we already know that you're whining and complaining about old news. Jesus put on that thing you're complaining about. Nobody wants to talk about this. He was he was the baby, little baby Jesus. This is a sweet little baby. Would have loved to seen him. So cute. Let me just download to your mind what the scripture is saying. He was born into our filth. He was born into our trauma. He was born into the worst thing that's in your mind. Why would a loving God do those things? You did them. I do them. We make bad decisions. And instead of us uh, uh, living and, and getting what we deserve, he came and endured it on his own. That's the good news. That's the gospel. The gospel is you deserve it, and he took it. How many of us would would allow a baby, would allow someone else to bear the wrath of of a penalty, of of a horrible crime that we did? We would be horrible people for doing that. We're really good at dressing up our good deeds and making ourselves look like good people, but here's the thing. We all have a sin debt. If you were a college student, and you had parents that had money... (laughs) which is the typical college student thing, right? Mom, my account's overdrafted. (laughs) Until they make a deposit into your account, you don't have anything to spend. Does that make sense to everybody? I got a card. I'm on mommy's account. All she's got to do is hit transfer. Zell that. Zell that stuff. (laughs) Zell it over. Mom, I love you so much. (laughs) You're my savior, I need that thing, whatever it is. And of course, this is a female voice. You get what I'm saying? Mom. (laughs) No, just kidding. Boys are just as bad. Just as bad. If not worse. You don't even know where your debit card is, college dudes. I think it's in my shoe. (laughs) Put it in there. Maybe. You don't even know where your debit card is. But if your account is at zero, you can't buy the things you need until mommy and daddy transfer the money. Here's the problem that we have. We live in a country where everybody in a world where everybody knows that Jesus came. Everybody knows that the baby boy was born. Everybody knows he was sinless. Everybody knows that his death came from a botched trial where he was accused of things that he didn't do. Everybody knows that. If you study the Gospels, you know Jesus should not have been killed. Yes? He was a good man. Did not sin but he chose. He did not open his mouth like a lamb led to the slaughter. His blood is the payment for our sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. He's the parents that are sitting on the riches. My father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Here's the thing, but you're the college student. I know Jesus died for me. I know he paid my debt. I know he came and did all the things I couldn't do. But yet you're still living as if you're trying to earn your way to heaven. You're still living like you're a good person and you got enough. You don't need Jesus to get to heaven. You don't need Jesus to change. You don't need him until you make the decision to say, I'll take the transfer. Uh, Jesus, I'm not enough. I'm empty. I cannot do this life without you. I'm depleted. Please transfer to my account your righteousness. I'm not good. I don't have enough. Every time I try to do life on my own. Declined, declined, declined. But let me tell you something. After you put your faith and trust and you make the conscious decision to accept what he has bought and paid for account, paid in full. We all have eternal riches in glory by Christ Jesus, but that has to be, watch this, your decision. Here's the thing. God raised Jesus from the dead. Christ's victory over death shows, it shows his authority to save those that believe on him. Really, you think he's got the power to do that? Yeah. Yeah. He showed himself alive after his suffering. Scripture says, Paul said he came to over 500 people. Eyewitness accounts. It would have been enough to prove him innocent in court. It would have been good. Everybody knew that he rose from the dead. He showed himself and then ascended into heaven. Listen, here's what that means. Him defeating death, hell, and the grave for himself showed he was God and shows that he can do the same thing for guess what? and me. We don't serve a God that's still in the grave. We serve one that came up out of the grave. Here's the last point. Mankind can submit to Jesus, accepting his death, burial, and resurrection as their means of salvation. Watch this. Rejecting the gospel will result in the wrath of God for eternity. God does not allow bad things to happen to good people. God endured the bad thing for all people. God endured the bad thing for all people. You have to put your faith and trust in that yourself, though. The pastor's faith is not enough to get you to heaven. And and I don't even like the, the idea, the connotation of getting to heaven. I understand what that means. It's being with him. It's being in his presence. He's coming here again. Here's the thing. To to be on the waiting list. I like that better. To be on the waiting list. To accept Jesus Christ is to accept his plan, his good news. That's the gospel. You have to do that on your own. Your mama can't make that decision for you. Your daddy can't make that decision for you. Your friend can't make that decision for you. You have to put your faith and trust in who Jesus is. I promise you, as, as by way of personal testimony, I'll say this to you, it was the best decision I ever made. Every day, his mercies are new. Every day, his grace is restored in my life. Paul said, I renew the inward man daily. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. But he has that for you to make. He's there. He was born, watch this, for you. You know, some people just get more out of the Christmas season than others. Some people seem to be a little bit happier, you know what I mean, Mike, during the Christmas season than others. I wonder if it's because they really understand why Jesus came. I wonder if it's because they really understand the reason for that season. And God helps some of you that know the reason, but don't tell anybody else about it. So here's what I'm doing. I'm hitting the reset button on that tonight. The gospel is the reason. What I preach tonight, the scriptures I read, is the heartbeat of why he came. He came for you, and he came for me. Thanks for tuning in for this message on the Bethlehem Church Podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. If you want to know more about us, feel free to check out our website at BethlehemChurch.cc. And also, in every message that we publish, you'll find our sermon notes in the description, and we hope that you'll study these topics further. We'll see you next time.